This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. If money talk makes you nervous and uncomfortable, this is probably not the podcast for you today. Hello, it is Wednesday, May 24th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. May and June have now become what I call business season when it comes to college athletics, particularly when you're focusing a lot on college football. And right now, things are in an absolute just blur out there when we're talking about media rights deals and how they might affect conference realignment and conference expansion in the future. A lot of the things you see out there are blown out of proportion, but I've been across the country here these last few weeks and we'll again next week at SEC spring meetings talking to industry insiders and getting the lowdown on what exactly is happening out west in the Pac-12, the ACC on the East Coast, and of course in the heartland with the Big Ten and the Big 12. And of course, there's been some news this week as it refers to the Pac-12 as it tries to continue and hopefully end this marathon negotiations with media broadcast partners and trying to solidify a television deal that will keep that conference alive, thriving, and potentially in a spot to add expansion members such as San Diego State and SMU. Meanwhile, the Big Ten's rich TV deal, the biggest in college athletics history, seems to have hit a little bit bit of a snag. And meanwhile, the SEC still has some concerns of its own as it goes into its spring meetings next week, trying to figure out if they're going to stick with eight conference games in football or go to nine and how that might affect their cash inflow. But let's start first with the ACC. A lot of you have already heard the news out there about the Magnificent Seven last week when news broke that it was identified seven programs there that have been working together to look at the grant of rights agreement with the ACC and whether potentially they could break out of that and maybe go start their own conference or seek membership elsewhere. Those programs are Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Long story short, they can't break the grant of rights. It is almost ironclad beyond being ironclad. Financial penalties could range all the way up to half a billion dollars if they were to break that media rights contract with the ACC. So no movement expected to happen in the interim. But among those programs, several of them are still exploring their options and looking to see if there are any legal loopholes. And as I have told some friends in the industry, this seems to be a situation where the volcano isn't necessarily completely dormant. There's going to be some rumbles from it every few months. The thing is, is we don't know when it's going to explode. It might be in six months, a year, 
or it might be 30 years down the line. But it certainly looks like that the ACC is a little bit more volatile than a lot of us maybe have believed. These seven teams, these seven programs, I should say, have been working together in exploring these contracts in a way, almost forming a lawyer super team to look at things for the last 16 months. So this isn't anything new. And again, that goes to support the case out there that if someone was going to leave the ACC, it would have happened by now. And it hasn't. Doesn't mean it won't at some point that someone will find a magic out in loophole in those grant of rights, but it is so difficult to do. But right now, they're putting on a brave face. They're saying all the right things that the ACC is moving forward and they're happy with each other. But I can tell you behind the scenes, not everybody necessarily trusts each other, especially those big dogs like Clemson and Florida State and Miami and North Carolina. They may still want out and their conference mates know that. And as evidenced by this pitching of an unequal revenue model that we would reward programs for their postseason success with extra money from the ACC. So that means Clemson would they probably get more money more often than not than its conference mates, which again, the rich get richer as usually is the case in all facets of life. But also Florida State and Clemson are trying to pitch this idea that they want more money from the television deal because they are the bigger brands. That is a non-starter for several administrators in the ACC among the membership there, but they are pushing that. And that's the second bridge they're trying to cross Clemson and Florida State. And that's just going to upset people more. And again, I to me, Brandon Marcello is speaking here with 24-7 Sports, just my thinking. They're poking at the ACC's body and seeing where the pressure points and weak points are so that they could better prepare themselves potentially to exit in the future. They're keeping all cards on the table. Meanwhile, out west in the Pac-12 country, again, more drama as they try to figure out what their television deal is going to look like. Washington State President Kirk Schultz, who previously has said, in fact, last week told our kookfan.com at 24-7 Sports that within the next few weeks to a month, a media rights deal would be done and the grant of rights would be signed for all 10 schools again no hints on who that'll be but reports have surfaced this week and it's been trending this way that it appears espn is out as the tier one package provider meaning that the best games would not be on espn and be on a different provider who could that be amazon's a possibility nbc universal is a possibility so stay tuned to that. But the bigger news broke earlier this week is at Washington State. Remember Kirk Schultz, the president there who I just mentioned. He's a big time leader in the Pac-12 country. He begins a two-year term as the chairman of the Pac-12 board of directors this summer. He's got a lot of weight. He's been on the college football playoff board of managers as well, I believe. And there is some news that broke out there at Washington State on Monday. Schultz let it be known that they are conducting a hiring freeze temporarily in the Washington State Athletics Department as it undergoes a thorough review of its athletics budget. What's the issue here? Well, they're expected to have to pay the Pac-12 back about $4 million or more here in the immediate future because the Pac-12, remember, was overpaid by its broadcast partner Comcast in relation to the Pac-12 networks. And now all these 10 remaining schools owe money back to the Pac-12 and subsequently to Comcast. So that's more money out of the Pac-12 partners' pockets. 
Also, the relocation of the Pac-12 headquarters out of San Francisco has exceeded budget projections. And then also consider this. Cougar Athletics exceeded its expenditures for the year due to, quote, inadequate documentation of revenues and expenses. Isn't that just crazy? What is going on at Washington State? So now they've had to put a pause on not just hiring freezes, but also non-essential travel, purchases, and professional development. Rarely do you ever hear of anything along these lines in athletic departments in the Power Five. And to be seeing this now as the Pac-12 is trying to figure out what its media rights is going to look like and how much money they're going to get is not a good sign for the possibility of the Pac-12 signing a lucrative new television deal that'll keep everybody happy. And again, remember Kirk Schultz, who made these announcements, writing a letter to the athletic department employees and to the fans of Washington State, is the one who's handling this news and letting everybody know. But is this just a case of just some bad management by the CFO there? In fact, the CFO, Brent Meyer, tendered his resignation in April after only having the job, I believe, for just like half a year. So obviously some internal problems there going on. But again, the buck stops with Kirk Schultz, the president, and he's a leader. He's heavily involved in Pac-12 decision-making on that board, as I mentioned, and of course is well-versed in what's going on with the television deal with the Pac-12. So if they're sitting there knowing that we've got to cut back on spending right now, is that a sign that they also are worried about the upcoming television deal not being quite worth what they were hoping for? I think that's something to consider here. And this is just not going to end until they announce a new media contract. And again, there's no deadline really for this, but they've got to get it done before the start of the fall season, you would think, because the current deal with ESPN Fox ends in the summer of 2024, and you'd like to get these TV deals done, announced, and signed as quickly as possible, usually a year out from the start of it. But again, their current deal runs through the summer of 2024. It's worth $250 million a year, which is not substantial. And again, we got some tax receipts, so to speak, here recently for the most recent revenue distribution year of 2021 through 2022 for the Power Five conferences. And unsurprisingly, the Pac-12 is last among those five conferences in average revenue distribution to its teams at $37 million. Coming in fourth place is the ACC at $39.4 million. The Big 12 is in third place with an average of 42 to $44.9 million. The SEC is number two at $49.9 million. And the Big 10 leads the way by a nice little gap here at $58.8 million. And you think the Big Ten is going to continue to lead the way because it signed that historic $7 billion deal for the next seven years recently, and it begins this year. But now there's some snags there. The contract hasn't been signed yet, according to ESPN's Pete Thamel, who did a wonderful job in reporting a story that was released over the weekend on how the Big Ten has yet to sign its television deal that's worth $7 billion because there's some holdups there. Why is this? Well, apparently, outgoing Commissioner Kevin Warren, who's leaving to go run the Chicago Bears, was not communicating with his conference partners, his presidents and chancellors, and also potentially the Big Ten's main broadcast partner at the time, Fox, which partially owns, in fact, is the majority owner in the Big Ten network. Come to find out, Kevin Warren 
awarded the Big Ten championship game in 2026 to NBC. The problem is, is that he did not necessarily have the full authority to do so, according to Pete Thamel. Fox still owns those rights, and now we're talking about the Big Ten and its teams, its programs, now having to pay Fox back potentially $65 million in the next few years, potentially over the life of this deal. It's not clear exactly how long, but that's money out of the pocket and that's money out of this future deal. Also, the Big Ten is apparently going to have to pay back money to Fox for about $25 million worth of lost inventory. That inventory being lost games that they did not play during the pandemic-shortened COVID season in 2020. Again, just a weird reflection on the short three-year tenure under Kevin Warren. He did a lot of things seemingly on his own. He upset a lot of presidents and chancellors there, including with expansion, adding USC and UCLA, which from the outside looking in looks great and is going to make that conference richer and stronger. But the presidents and chancellors weren't necessarily there wanting that. And he kind of went against some of their wishes in doing so. Again, Kevin Warren, just some strange decision-making, whether it's from deciding to cancel the college football season and uh, athletic directors and presidents and chancellors sitting back thinking that they maybe had a vote of no confidence in him, to him restarting the season uh, amid pressure, and now this. Kevin Warren just made some really weird and, you know, listen, decisions that should be criticized, but he's on his way out. And Tony Petiti, the new commissioner there, yet another commissioner with not much college background, but has a background in sports television, especially in media rights, previously with CBS and other networks, now taking over. And he takes over uh, a situation where he's got to dot these I's and cross these T's for this new contract before this upcoming football season. He'll get it done. These aren't necessarily big obstacles. It's just that this $7 billion deals is going to be a little bit less because of these little things that Kevin Warren did without apparently, according to the reporting here, really communicating it to others, including Fox, which by the way, because of unusual circumstances with the Fox owning the Big Ten Network and its broadcast rights for the Big Ten Championship game, was allowed to have representatives in the meeting rooms when they were having one-on-one negotiations and talks with the other networks, including ESPN, NBC, and CBS. It's almost like I would put it to like, imagine, you know, Ohio State and Michigan Before the game, before the game, that game week, they allowed each team to have assistant coaches from the other in the game plan meeting rooms. That's just like unheard of. But that's what the Big Ten had to do with Fox and allowing them to come into all these negotiation deals. So anyway, uh, some I's to to dot, T's to cross there. But it certainly looks like that the deal there is going to be a little bit less than what it was. And again, money is the belts are tightening, guys, across the country with money in, in all industries, but especially in media rights and media. Uh, you look at the streaming services. You guys have seen all the news out there about all the layoffs, all the cutting of content out there. And then, of course, Disney and ESPN laying off thousands of employees across its networks, 
ESPN considering a streaming only offering of its main channel ESPN and its family of networks potentially as early as the next three years. Things are changing and belts are tightening. Money is not flowing as freely as it used to. And I say that to say this, keep that in mind with the Pac-12 stuff, the Big Ten deal that's still not been signed right now. Of course, the ACC, as I mentioned, and also next week for the SEC, which like the Big Ten seems healthy and near the top of the mountain uh, as far as just popularity and revenue. But the SEC goes into next week in its spring meetings discussing whether they should go from an eight-game conference schedule to a nine-game conference schedule starting in 2024 when Texas and OU join the conference. A lot of hangups there. And I'll have a story later this week at 247sports.com about the schools who are on board with the eight-game schedule and not that nine-game schedule and vice versa. And also some things that might be allowing them to hit the pause button from going full-fledged into a nine-game conference schedule. A year ago, it seemed like just a, a foregone conclusion that would happen, but it doesn't look like that. And there's a reason for it. And part one of those reasons is money, believe it or not. Again, belts are tightening out there. I'll have more on that at 247sports.com. So I hope I didn't anger you enough or uh, put you to sleep with all this talk about money. I know you just don't want to talk about money, politics, or religion in your casual life. We're here to talk sports, but this is a, an important time in college athletics. Things are changing wildly, as you guys know, and these next three to five years, maybe longer, are going to be... There's going to be a lot of upset apple carts, and there's going to be some programs left behind. And I think Washington State is the one to watch right now just in the immediate future because, wow, you are pausing the way you do business at a major university in the Power Five because you're not really able to keep your books up to date, and you're dealing with lower revenues than you're expecting and are expecting in the future. If you're doing this now, imagine what it might be like in three years whether it's in the Pac-12, the ACC, or elsewhere, as the collegiate model changes. And we discuss whether players should be considered employees and paid by the universities themselves. NIL shifts the landscape for boosters and how they give money to their athletic departments and their programs to help keep them afloat. And then, of course, what's going to happen with NIL on the government level? And is college football going to look the way it does now in three to five years? Maybe not. There are discussions being had out there about college football maybe just breaking off and doing its own thing with its power schools and creating its own monster league so they can be the money generators that would be separate from other sports and other guidelines so that they can govern themselves in a different format that's outside all of those other situations. Again, college athletics, but especially college football, is going to look a lot different here in like the next five years, guys. Playoff is expanding. That's going to change things. NIL is changing day-to-day. Money, the influx of money is changing. It's less and less than what some were expecting, even for the rich conferences like the Big Ten and now maybe potentially the SEC, as I was hinting toward crucial, critical times in college athletics. Well, for our producer, Lance Glenn, I am Brandon Marcello. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. Much more coverage on all of this at 247sports.com. And you can follow me on all socials, at bmarcello on Twitter and at Brandon Marcello on TikTok, believe it or not, and Instagram. We'll see you down the road. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.